If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. This is how I record my podcast and it has everything that I need. I've edited and added music all right from my phone. So get started with Anchor today. Hello everyone, this is Crystal and welcome back to All Things Dark Podcasts. This is a mini episode again and this time I'm going to be talking about kind of, it's kind of two stories in one, but they go together because not only did these people survive Columbine, but one is missing and two are now dead. So here is the story of Brandy Jo Mollison to get started. Her family has been looking for her for nearly 15 years. Her mother said, every birthday is harder and harder to get through. Every day we think about her, so it's not only on birthdays. But on birthdays, when you don't get to celebrate with your child, that's the hardest part, Brandy's mother, Linda Mullison, said. Brandy should be 38 years old, going on 39 years old, but unfortunately, she is missing. Brandy was a freshman at Columbine High School when the mass shooting happened. And her mother, once again, I go back to what her mother had to say. Everyone has that day when something in their life has changed and it's never going to be the same. Columbine is probably that day for us. She was a normal little teenager until this happened. Then after Columbine, I just really think she's a victim of all that. That was the day, that was day one when it all started. It totally changed our life. It changed everyone's life. Brandy was said to always be there for her friends and she lost several to shootings and suicides the year that followed, you know, Columbine, the years that followed Columbine. And her mom said she was that person that would go up and hug them. Brandy was the one that didn't want help. I really tried to get her into counseling and do different things, but she was always the one to reach out to her friends. And she was the hugger and wanted to take care of you. I mean, you know, you survive the shooting and then over the next few years, you start to lose your friends. And it said that everything started to take a toll on Brandy. After she graduated, she started to pursue a career in nursing, but unfortunately, she got caught up in the wrong crowd and was introduced to meth. Again, back to her mom. The day after Christmas in 2006, on December 26, she left smiling, happy. She said, I'm leaving, Mom. I'll be back, I promise. And I never saw her again. Just imagine how that is for a mother, for a family, just... One day your child walks out your door and they never come back and I don't care how old they get, that's your baby. One day her baby walked out the door and she never came back. And at first her parents thought she was just missing, but then as time went on, they realized, no, something's really wrong. And I'm once again reading a quote by Linda. Somebody reached out to me and said, they took care of her. I still to this day do not know what that means, but it was enough to make me go to the sheriff's office in Jefferson County. And unfortunately, when Linda went to the police, they had very little to go on, but her family has not given up hope. They're still asking to this day, if you know anything about Brandy, to please come forward and let them know. 
And once again, I'm going back to her mom. I haven't moved from my house, hoping she would come home. I didn't get rid of my landline forever. People are asking, how can you go on? Well, you have to. There's not really any, another choice. Hanging on to family and faith, you have to go forward. But you still continue to look. Right now, I don't have any other place to look. The family is still searching for answers, as I said. They are not giving up this fight. And her mom, she's just, she's so awesome because she will never give up. And she said, somebody knows what happened. Maybe they recovered from their drug addiction if they were part of that and they want to come forward. I hope they do. It's just a sad situation. I don't want anyone to ever go through what we've gone through. I'm a very forgiving person. Even if somebody said I did that to her or helped with that, I'd probably forgive them because I know they're going through a lot. You can't let that beat down on your soul. I want closure. The best thing is I'd love for her to come home and give us a big hug, but I don't know. I just want someone to come forward and say, I know what happened and we, have pr and we need proof. There is a Facebook page dedicated to Brandy and I saw a post on there that I wanted to share with all of you because it gives a little more information into Brandy and her story. As time went on after the horrible day for 2099, she was affected by, more, by many more events, starting with the murders of her two friends at the subway shop, and that's the other case I'm going to be talking about in a minute, starting with the murders of her two friends at the subway shop in Littleton on 2-4-2000. 214-2000. She also had a friend of hers commit suicide on 11-10-2000. Brandy was the last person that he called. He left a message on her cell phone. She wasn't able to answer her phone because she was at work. All three of these horrible deaths devastated her. She graduated from Columbine High School in 2002. She went on to become a certified nursing assistant. She loved working with the elderly, elderly and they loved her. The last lady she took care of had MS and Brandy moved on with her to take care of her. She worked two jobs and started going to Parks College for more nursing classes. She was a very responsible girl, purchased her own car on her own, and always paid her bills on time. Things started to change when she found out that a girl, that we found, when we found out that a girl named Jamie, Brandy met her at Parks, introduced her to meth. She said it would help her feel better and to help her lose weight. Brandy admitted this to us when we realized that she was experimenting with drugs. We had an intervention and gone into counseling, but with her now being over the age of 21, it was hard to force her to stay in it. Brandy started to take months off, off for months at a time. She would eventually contact us and then come home. She did this a couple of times. She found herself in trouble with the law in late 2006. We helped her out through this and thought things were going to straight now. She told us she really wanted to get off the drugs and take care of herself. She was just so sad. It hurt so bad to see her like this. December 26, 2006 would be the last day that we saw her. She left with some girls that we did not know, said she would be back soon. When she did not return, we thought she was just trying to run from her commitment to the courts. We didn't know what to do. She wasn't officially missing at that time. We knew that she had taken off the other times and always returned. Later in the year, we received a phone call from a guy that said she knew and that said he knew her and he said that someone had taken care of her and that she was in the Platte River. The Jefferson County Sheriff's Department was put on her case and has slipped into many leads and nothing has panned out. This is why we need your help. Any leads that will help us find out what happened to our daughter will be appreciated. Like I said, it's just heartbreaking because this poor girl had gone through so much. She was able to survive Columbine. She was able to get through the deaths of many of her friends. 
but she couldn't. I say get through, but obviously she wasn't dealing with it very well, and she turned to drugs. And I just feel so bad for her family that she's missing. And as for those friends that were killed at the subway shop, those are known as Littleton subway shop murders. And that was again 20 years ago. Stephanie Hart's Crystal was driving or had drove to the subway on Coal Mine Avenue, and she was waiting for her boyfriend, Nick Kusselman and he was finishing up his shift at the subway shop there. Um, again, they had survived Columbine just like Brandy Joe, and they were in love, and everyone said that they were great together. So anyway, she had drove to the subway shop, and she was waiting for him, and an employee later that night was driving by and noticed that the lights were still on and went inside to check on them and unfortunately they were both dead. Police really have no leads into this case other than a possible description of the suspect and that description's it's just not very good like there's nothing that could lead them to this person. He's described as, hold on, sorry, I gotta grab that information. I thought I had it up. A white male, 16 to 20 years old, about five foot seven, anywhere from 150 to 170 pounds, with blondish hair. That is it. That is all the police have into the Littleton shop, subway shop murders. Both of these families, 20 years on, have no answers to what happened to their children. Brandy Joe is still missing. Nick and Stephanie are still dead and I just I said still dead that was so insensitive they are dead and there's still no answers to what happened to them and I'm not going to edit that part out because I apologize for saying still dead as if they're just going to come back one day but if you know anything about either of these cases please come forward please give their families peace and if you are caught in the cycle of addiction, please get help. I know that's easier said than done, but just reach out to someone because you are not alone and there's someone that's going through the same thing you are. Please, if you need help, reach out to somebody. And if you know anything that can help move either of these cases forward, please do so because these families already lost friends to the Columbine shooting, and now they've lost their children, and they deserve answers. So please, come forward if you know anything. That's it for this episode. Until next time, bye.